0: What is up ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fudge but this is the Elder Scrolls Podcast, I'm Scott, I'm here with Michael and Drew, and today we are ranking the Daedric Artifacts, so I'll let Michael take it away.
1: Alright, so, there's a lot of Daedric Artifacts, like when you actually go and compile a list, there is a huge amount, so what we kind of want to do at the start is, first I'm going to set up some parameters, and then we're just going to go on like a massive Disqualification spree, basically. So, parameters being the Daedric artifacts have to be something that Daedric princes are kind of known to claim. Like, it's their artifact. It's not just going to be anything from a Daedric realm is a Daedric artifact. So, in the case of the Shivering Isles is kind of the obvious one. Things like Nerve Shadow and Rings of Lordship and stuff like that isn't on the list. Because we don't want to be like, mm, well, technically every grummite weapon, every grummite dagger is a Daedric artifact, you know? Yep. Uh, it's also important to acknowledge that the Daedric artifacts do have different powers depending on the user and it can kind of change in appearance and power over time. Um, but we're kind of just looking at it as a whole, like all the manifestations of their powers
0: that we've seen um, throughout the Elder Scrolls timeline. So... And- Just to throw in there This is being ranked on sort of coolness And subjective appreciation Mm -hmm. It's not just a power list
1: Yeah, exactly Although, as I found when I was making it I don't know about you two But power definitely makes a daedric artifact cooler So a lot of the tough ones uh, do tend to be
2: I'd say I didn't really take power into consideration much at all Except for maybe one or two of my top ten But that would be interesting Okay. Yeah. But I know what me- you mean. Me too. It does kind of, yeah. yeah like, because if they're powerful, then they impact that the world cool. much more and they're more involved in the yeah. stories and therefore they just become more interesting.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So you two speak up if any of these um, are in your like top 10 kind of list that you've made. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we have the bitter cup, which is like a cup of clavicus vial that can grant the user power. Um, It's cool, but I don't think it's particularly interesting. I think it makes you really good at what you're good at and bad at what you're bad at, at least from a gameplay perspective. Um, There's Fearstruck, which is the shield um, given to Lyrisius by Boethia, which was just instantly melted by a dragon, so (laughs) I don't think I'd rank it that highly. There's also the Folium Discognitum, which is cool. It's like Shea Gorath's tome, but it is also just like... The ramblings of a madman. It's, it's
0: kind of just like knockoff, Ogmer Infinium, or black books, but insane and crazy. <laughs> like
1: Yeah, which is kind of the others anyway, right? Yeah. Like if you read the black books. But they're supposed to, like, crazy. there's
0: like a logical reason as to why it drives you insane. The other one's just a book of random scribbles by madmen.
1: But supposedly really yeah. powerful. Like, mages have really wanted it, but. The, the writing kind of moves as you try to look at it you know when you get a floater in your mm-hmm. eye and you just try and mm-hmm. look into so the book of, like of dyslexics it's like a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly then we have the memory wand which is just a shagorath wand which manipulates memories, nothing special the Mortem Vivicus which is just an Elder Scrolls Online Molag Bao orb weapon thing nothing special Obsidian Husk I believe that's a Mephala based kind it's of it's just a stone.
0: stone thing yeah
1: it, it can like i don't know give you shadow powers and stuff like that um the orb of Vemina, which is just like a scrying stone thing from a quest uh prismatic core another like weapon-based thing uh the spear of the hunter which is one of her seen spears but i just think it gets overshadowed by the spear of bitter mercy yeah. it's just like a less cool mm. spear that it's like whatever yeah, exactly the sword of the moon reaver which was used to defeat dagon and was owned by his like paramour and bodyguard mazkin but it's just a really boring looking sword and the totems of Hercene, which is the totems you collect in the companion storyline interesting definitely not top 10 material yeah okay now we move into a pile that i've i've designated as maybe Um, but they're still
0: nah for me. Well, it's like maybe top 10 material, but that's even just getting into the highest, like, there's still a lot of top 10 contenders at that anyway.
1: Yeah, okay, I'll try and bang through them real quick. So we've got the Bow of Shadows, which makes you invisible, and it's a bow from Nocturnal. The Deadland Hammer, which is like Mayrune's hammer, but it doesn't really do anything that crazy. Uh, Fay Falcon, which is like a quill of clavicus vials that lets you write like really powerful scripture, but also influence your is your thoughts. The classic fork of Heripolation, Gorath's Fork, which I don't know. Drew, is that a top 10? No, 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 definitely not. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a nice story, but it's not going to be top 10. Uh, the Moonlight Blade, which is cool. It's like a sickle of Azuras that can like kind of be used to access mm. like... Like cut through barriers and stuff, and I like sickles, but again, not top ten. Ring of Harseen and the Ring of Namira. Any of you two have them in top ten? No, nah. They're cool, and in I think it's Daggerfall. The Ring of Namira just reflects all damage. Yeah, which it, like in 100% Oblivion it, damage. it reflects.
0: It's like a, a twelve percent spell and a ten percent damage all. Or- or reverse one of yeah. those. But... And then in Skyrim, you just eat people. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah much Rings worse. get a bit
2: boring, I think.
1: There's so many of yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like, it was like half reflect Daedra damage, full reflect mortal damage, and like double reflect, I think, undead damage. It was just, mm. it was pretty cool. Anyway, so then, and Ring of Her scene is nothing special. Although I think in Blood Boon it actually is what lets you transform to a werewolf, just by using it. I had the Rufal Axe the maybe pile as well it just looks cool but it's
0: i think part of the thing is it's really weak Mm. there is that too it's a cool looking weapon there's going to be plenty of cool looking things like once again like daedric the same as the daedric princes kind of ranking like they're all Mm. really cool by default like they're some of the coolest gods so by default a lot of their artifacts are going to be some of the coolest artifacts like in general like compared to other sort of more standard ones but you know, I think
2: mm. a big part of my top 10 was deciding which one had the coolest story associated with it. And the Rufalax yeah. has a kind of interesting story with the uh, with the guy whose daughter daughter became a her worshiper and his way of curing her was to slay her with this axe, basically. So it's an interesting story, but it's not nearly as cool as some of them that we're going to mm. get on to.
1: Yeah, 100 percent. Saviour's Hides there, too. It. Was you know powerful in battle spire and it's got magical resistance and all that, but basically, you just chuck it on a it's a cool, bosma, <laughs> a Bosma build, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Shadow Rend is a shadowy battle axe or claymore from the Shivering Isles, but again, not particularly yeah. interesting. And I think, I don't know, Drew, the sword of lag nah, nah, nah not really, okay. Not. The Sword of Jigalag was definitely in my maybe
2: pile. Well what what were your Um, reasons for bumping it to a maybe Or having it as a maybe Is there anything in particular or just because it's kind of cool
1: I just don't find it that interesting But I guess it was in the maybe pile Because it has this enchantment supposedly That allows those that gaze upon its edge To see the past, Mm. present and future flow as one Which is cool but again I'm not going to rank something on one sentence which brings us i think I'll to the top 10 potential list i think i've ranked some stuff based on one
2: sentence i'm not sure we'll <laughs> <see>. <laughs> if it's a particularly good sentence but
1: we'll uh, we'll see if it's a really <laughs> good sentence okay okay all right so what did you two think of azura's star i'll let you two talk because i've been talking too much I mean, right. I like Azura's star, but not enough to put it in
2: the top 10. I mean, like, actually getting to kind of experience being inside of it was really cool. And the, the fact it can be corrupted into the Black Star, it's kind of a... It's a good demonstration of Azura's sphere, you know, like the, um, you know, the the positivity of when she's worshipped versus how um, malevolent it can get when she's scorned. So I kind of like it, mm, but yeah, but it
0: is just a soul gem and... It, it's useful too, but, like, but I, I do like that the idea of it being an infinite soul gem and the sort of like lots of mages desire it and so on. It has interesting applications, but still it's not like, it's just not cool enough to really get up there. Yeah.
1: I mean, we were talking about this the other day, Scott, and I did a full
0: 180. Azura's
1: star is in my top 10. Right. Top 10 day- I just, I just think there's some interesting stories. Like in Morrowind, pretty sure you hold the soul of, it holds the soul of living gods, right? vivek and Almalexia. well yeah
0: it can be used to
1: and then consumed in a ritual performed by martin septum at least that's like the canon option yeah To kind of like open the portal to mankar cameron's paradise well it's yeah the and default then, option like yeah the default yeah. which i imagine is canon mm. and then there's the whole story in skyrim where you know someone uses this artifact to basically go inside of it right mm. but then in a way you've kind of become like immortal because you're just stuck in this like void like realm just forever kind of thing yeah yeah kind of being stuck in an asylum for immortality so <laughs> worth it. no i'm not saying yeah, I'm not yeah, saying yeah. it's a good it's deal just cool. yeah yeah at least that's my interpretation of it. it's interesting and sought by all different kinds of people and azura's cool i don't know anyway we'll move on but just know that's that's in my all top 10 right, all, right. all right we also have another one in my top 10 i can say now and that's the black books of
0: Moore. I've got them in my top ten as well, mm, and you've just made a video on them. I have just written. What do you think?
2: So Drew? I've I've kind of merged my opinion on the black books with my opinion on the Ogmar Infinium because there was a few books to choose from, and I'm, I mean, me saying this could give it away, but I actually have a book very high up the list but it's not the Black <laughs> Books, and it's not the Ogmar Infinium.
0: Yeah, well, it's the Mysterium Zarksees. <laughs> but we'll talk about that.
1: You love Zarksees. I was kind of expecting But I mean, it. yeah, well, the Mysterium, well, Mysterium Zarksees specifically
2: has some really cool reasons why. I mean, um, it was high in my list, and then it got even higher. So, But that's, that's neither here nor there. So the Ogmar Infinium oh. and the Black Books are cool, but because there's a book I think is way cooler, I mm-hmm. didn't really bother ranking them.
1: Yeah, I mean that's I, I can say that now. We can just talk Ogma Infinium. Same thing, you know. It's this book that can give you powers, and I, well, I just said powers really weird powers, and it can drive you a bit nuts I, if you can't handle it. I just think
0: Ogma Infinium sort of like budget black books. Like compared, the black books are so much mm-hmm. cooler by comparison. And also forget like that the black books are like one of the only portals to Apocrypha, And even though it's like kind of your soul going there. It's pretty much an untouched realm unless you're this super. Um, you know, Master of Conjuration or something or you have some sort of Daedric connections but it's not, um, you know, and, and, and I'll, you know, little tentacles like popping out and stuff but it leads you into, like, you can kind of conflate a little bit a of the black books with Apocrypha because you kind of go through this big gauntlet in Apocrypha as reading the books. But um, mm. the black books have yeah. some like really cool lines in there because there's like these the first sentences you can actually like, physically read when you open the book. But it's like presumably like the book goes on. But some of them just have really interesting like little like nods and stuff and like to the yeah. metaphysics.
2: What's cool about the Alchemy Infinium, it's one of those one sentence things where it says, you know, it was made from <laughs> Xerxes' favorite moments in history. And, you know, named after his wife. And I, I really like the aesthetic of it, at least in, uh, in Sky- or Oblivion and Skyrim, I think, is that, you know, it's kind of made from the hides of different races. Um, so that's all cool. But, yeah, I agree that probably the black books, on a non-aesthetic level anyway, are more interesting.
1: Mm, mm. And I also like, speaking of the Mysterium um, that back when gaming was less digital, you know, I went to the shop and I bought Oblivion which came in the box but basically it looked like uh, the mysterium's axes that's what the cover of a yeah. is hmm. a lot of people don't realize that yeah. it's kind of one of those things where it's like i can't believe i just figured that out today um anyway next up we have the daedric crescent which is actually multiple of the daedric crescents yeah. they're like a giant like crescent I it's guess. like an
0: with a handle in the middle, but you hold it two-handed in the it's game. It's like an anime weapon looking thing, but yeah. <laughs> i tell you what, I had it as number 10 of my top 10 just for the meme value. I just really like, I just like it. I think it was cool. And when I see like Dagon-y looking characters and stuff like holding it and stuff, it or like, mm. I just like it as like it's this sort of desired Daedric weapon. But I could Correct be me if I'm otherwise. wrong, but
2: isn't it a relatively standard Daedric weapon? It's just its scarcity after the, the Battlespire incident that made it an artifact or was it always an that artifact that sounds
0: that sounds familiar um, I'm, I'm fairly yeah, yeah. sure that so, like
2: the, the um, Merin's Degons armies were all wielding them but they were all destroyed when the Battle Spire Incident failed and mm-hmm. one was yeah. kept going and it basically
0: now it's an artifact yeah. so it's not that yeah, it's that, necessarily that's right. I mean I c- I could easily have it like I, I'm I could easily be convinced to have it out of the top ten list we're making, like I'm not like gonna fight. For I do it, like, I like I do it. like that it damages armor and also
1: does paralysis. It's a really interesting combination. Mm, yeah. You know, I know what you're I getting at as well, really Scott, cool.
2: because um, I'll send you the photo to make sure the same one goes into the podcast, but there's a really cool image from the Codex of like, a like the Orange Dagon's hordes. Yeah, yeah. yeah and there's yeah. like heads on spikes and there's someone's holding a Daedric yeah. Crescent up to the sky. It looks it looks really badass with one hand yeah. as well. It's it's
0: a purely aesthetic decision for me. Yeah, fair. But yeah. But, um, but yeah.
1: Now we're going to go to a controversial one. Drew, do you have Dawnbreaker as number
2: one? <laughs> <laughs> number one seemed like it, It wasn't fair it needed to be above one but zero i don't know like i didn't want to get into the negatives no it's not on there for me
1: not on the top ten list
0: i had i had it low ish on the top ten list but once again easily um convinced otherwise but i just like it being like this sort of cool undead sort of sword but i like the meridia purity kind of stuff anyway so i like it being like sort of an embodiment of her thing with like the Mm. the purging light kind of yeah
1: yeah and her obsession with light as well like based on the fact that she was kind of designated to a daedric realm Mm. after being like one of the magna gi right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's cool and also the effect when you kill undead and they explode for more damage is is pretty based i had i actually had dawnbreaker as number 10 for me Mm. it just made it in and I'll, I'll also just say, I had the black books as number four. And we also talked Same. about <laughs> Azura's star. I have Azura's star at number five. Okay. <laughs> I just, I just, so, what I explained, I just really like. it. So, so
0: far, it. what have we actually like knocked out that's in no one's top 10? Nothing.
1: Uh, we, oh, well, we've, we've knocked out the, um, oh, the, you had I the did, I did present, have it yeah. there. So, nothing. So, nothing. <laughs> nothing. All right, well, let's keep going. Nothing. Time. And uh, Ebony Blade is in my top Same. 10 as number eight. I had it
2: as Okay, because I seven. actually kind of find it kind of boring, a bit generic. So, right. I, I'm here, curious to hear why you guys put it in the top 10.
0: I Well, okay, okay. you go, Scott. I was just going to say, I, um, I, A, it's a black katana, and it's so <laughs> basic, but it's cool, right? And I like the whole uh, vampire kind of element to it, and I the absorbing health. But there's two other little lines that I like about it. Well, not lines. One of them's a line um, about how it can't even be destroyed or melted down in the Skyforge. Like at this, it's just sort of like this, like super powerful, mm-hmm. unbreakable weapon. But um, I also just like the whole Mafal element of things that it actually hungers and grows in power as it's fed by betrayal, like betraying mm-hmm. friends. It's just interesting. So, so it's it's that thing. Like a lot of um, appeal of Daedric artifacts to me. Often they're like sort of like corrupting or trick. Influence, kind of thing. So it's sort of like oh, you made a deal with the devil, but like you know, you want to get more and more power, so you keep betraying your friends. And then it's like, yeah, you're like, yes, yeah, I got a powerful sword, but look what it's made you do. Like, I like that kind of. Yeah, uh, I like fight. when an artifact
2: sums up a prince pretty well. I think it's just it's kind of yeah. um, it's detrimental that it's just a katana. But but yeah, go on, Michael.
1: <laughs> the thing I like about it as well is that Mafala can whisper through it. Mm. Like yeah, that's cool. That like cool. it's not just oh. I'm I'm being corrupted by the ebony blade because the more I betray people with it, the more powerful it gets. You've also kind of got the devil on your shoulder in a sense. Like you have Mafala mm. whispering through the blade and it slowly corrupts your mind, you know? There's stories about it corrupting people's mind until they snap and ensnare the souls of, you know, fellow friends and yeah. things like this. And I also like in the Kijiji myths, They actually refuse to mention its name, but instead call it like the Black Edge of Shadow or the Killing Word of the Spider. Mm. All those kind of... I'm pretty sold
2: now on that being a top 10 contender out of the ones we've gone through so
1: far. Cool, cool. I had it as number eight. I had it as seven. Uh, Yeah, and it may move up the list, but anyway. So then we move on to Ebony Male, which honestly... Ended up being kicked out of my top ten. The main thing I like about it, and kind of the only thing, is the poison thing. Like in in um Skyrim, the poison emanating off with all this black shadow. But I realized that was it. Like that's kind of the only reason. What's your take, Drew?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think it's a bit lackluster. Yeah, yeah uh, for fear a- there could have been something much cooler for for the piece of armor that um he gives to mm. the champion. So yeah.
0: I'm in the same boat, yeah. I agree It's a cool little effect, it looks cool But it's just not that mm. Nuts
1: It's really aesthetic, it's funny though because things get subjective Because we'll be like, oh it's really aesthetic But no, 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 no no the we'll go, Mask of Clavicus Vile And I'll be like, it's so <laughs> aesthetic, it's gotta be top 10 But it more Yeah, I think the Ebony mail was really boring to look at Personally mm. Mm. Well then Drew, tell me what you think of the golden katana gold brand <laughs> is it just another katana for yeah I, I mean gold brand yeah gold brand
2: is cool but there also isn't a great deal of interesting information on it um i mean what what happened in legend it came up in legends didn't it the card. yeah game? it's
0: that uh, they mm-hmm. the, originally in the skyrim lore it was supposed to be that there were like rumors that um titus mead the second uh was wielding it as he went into battle in the battle of red ring mm. but elder scrolls legends has the forgotten hero impersonating the emperor in his armor using Goldbrand instead yeah and yeah that i uh, you know that's a discussion it's said to
1: be forged by dragons of the north i'm assuming that's dragons from Atmora, right
0: yeah i guess so yeah Mm. overall i I think it's a uh it's not as good of a katana as the ebony blade ebony blade has a better story and thing. yeah Uh, yeah, i think it could be
2: but it just hasn't been fleshed out um properly so so. there's not enough to talk about
1: and turning it into elton brand is just a (coughs) massive meme yeah (laughs) massive meme anyway uh next up the gray cowl of nocturnal now i'm an oblivion fiend so this one ranked highly for me what about you two that's in the top five. Okay. Yeah. okay. What about you, Scott? I have it in
0: my top ten. I had it at number six. But <laughs> it kind of looks a bit stupid in retrospect, but it's got such mm. a cool story and, like, the whole Gray Fox idea behind it and everything. It's, so, it's still up there. And it looks cool, but I know that, like... I feel like you can make it look cool. Like, in in the Skyrim, like, bust mm. of it, it looks a lot better. But in Oblivion, when you go back, man, the Gray Fox just I looks know. so bad. Dude, know, yeah. <laughs>
2: It looks fun. weirdly. Yeah. The fact it looks kind of dull, it, it it seems fitting at least for what it is. You know, the idea that it's it's anonymity and, and you know you get away with things. Yeah, with it. so it's just basically, literally, just kind of like a grey balaclava but- with some <laughs> danger greens on it. Yeah.
1: yeah, but to me, I'd almost say it doesn't look dull in the sense that it's just some boring cow. It like. Almost attracts attention because you look so silly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in Oblivion, at least. Yeah,
0: well, because it full warped his eyes and stuff. They went, like, heaps, like... There's something yeah. wrong with the shape yeah. of it. Yeah, see,
2: that's the Oblivion effect, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. But but it is it is cool. And I, I ranked it uh, very highly. I can tell you two right now that the Grey Cowl of Nocturnal comes in, in my top 10, as rank number two. Ooh, mm. okay. I had it four. I... I just really like the story of it and anything with a curse, I find really interesting. And the idea that it can almost like retroactively rewrite history when you wear it so that the person wearing it never existed in any way or form to me is just so interesting. And and thinking Mm. of all the potential that it has, right? Like you could do anything with no consequence, like say there's a Daedric artifact that gives you like superpowers, right? you will still attract a lot of attention to yourself and you can still be killed. Like things, you can still die mm. even if you get some superpower. But with the Grey Cowl of Nocturnal, there's this anonymity where you just put it on and then do whatever you want and then take it off and then everyone, even like super powerful people, they will not recognize that you're the one who just did something bad. Mm. The only problem is if, if you trespass, <laughs> you're kind of screwed because if you take it off, he's still trespassing yeah but like other things you know it gets it gets really interesting but anyway we'll move on from the gray cow for now and we will talk about the mace of molag bow this is something that i found really cool when i was playing skyrim especially for our daedra priest build but upon reflection and i think because of elder scrolls online having too much molag bow stuff i'm just sick of it man it's just a big scary mace
0: I, th- I, I sort of agree that it is just a big scary mace That looks really cool in Skyrim and, and so on But like I don't think there's anything particularly like Stand out about it besides that Yeah, mm. I agree totally
1: yeah. It's, yeah. yeah it's just a mace So that wasn't in my top 10 But then we have the Mask of Clavicus Vile Do you call it the mask, mask or the ma- mask? Yeah, mask. I just say mask it's just, a- it's just got this interesting spelling So the Mask of Clavicus Vile Top 10 points for aesthetics.
0: It's my number two, Ray. <laughs> it's
2: also my number two.
0: Uh-huh. wow. Maybe okay. I might have the same number one and two as you drew, I have a feeling. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling. Yeah, we got some clavicus. But, but Mask of, I think if we were talking about the Mask of Clavicus Vile, um, for the reasons um, it just looks aesthetic and super cool. And it has some nice effects and so on. But my main thing about it is the story. Like, it's a, it, the epitome of, like, Clavicus Vile kind of screwing someone over. And it's just such a, like, heart-wrenching story. That it, So we can go into that more when we're explaining, like, why we really, yeah. you know. Oh, but, no,
1: just tell the story. Well, by the That's way, fine. just to
2: clear up, the reason it's called Mask, spelt M-A-S-Q-U-E, is because it's kind of like the Renaissance-era masquerade. Yeah, if you right. Think about it like that. So, which right. you know, perfectly sums up what it does. But go on, Scott. Yeah, yeah. Tell so the story. I can just.
0: Um, I think I've just. I, th- I can't remember if this is my notes on it or if I've copied the, the actual post <laughs> from it. But the actual story. But um, ever the vain one, Clavicus Val made a mask suited to his own personality. The bearer of the mask is more likely to get a positive response from people at Tamriel. Uh, okay, the best known story of the mask tells the tale of um, Avalia a noble woman of some renown. As a young girl, she was grossly disfigured by a spiteful servant. Avelia made a dark deal with Clavicus Vile and received the mask in return. Though the mask did not change her looks, suddenly she had the respect and admiration of everyone. A year and a day later, after her marriage to a well-connected Baron, Clavicus Vile reclaimed the mask. Although pregnant with his child, Avelia was banished from the Baron's household. 21 years and one day later, Avelia's daughter claimed her vengeance by slaying the Baron. But I just like how it's to this big sort of that's so heavy this big heavy story <laughs> and so on but it really it's that deal with the devil thing that I love so much about mm. the data and then on top of it it just looks really cool and in pretty much all of its incarnations it like it's just a very yeah. cool concept and you know like what's that sh- uh, movie I think it's Mavis Lean undercover like the Iron Mask or something or yeah, um, man in the Iron Mask man in the Iron <laughs> yeah. Mask but those guys the, it just gives you those vibes like, and I'm a sucker for masks in general so yeah, um, I mean mm. it's hilarious to imagine.
2: You know, it's as deceptive as it is, and if it if it looks the way it's portrayed in, say, Morrowind or Oblivion, where it's this, you know, the horned helmet mm. and the guy with the uh, the goatee, you can just imagine this woman wearing that, and mm. <laughs> like mm. for twenty one years or whatever, having their children together, and he doesn't realize anything is wrong while he kisses this stoneless metal mask.
0: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> now, hold. I think uh, I think twenty one years was when she got a vengeance. the daughter. But it was still a year. Oh, yeah. Sorry, a year. year. Yeah, it was yeah, still you. a year, though. So, you're right. Yeah. Like, a year and a day after her marriage. So, what? she just go
0: to bed. <laughs> with, mm. But that's what's the, the cool thing about that. Sort on. of, like, the glamour effect of, of these magical artefacts and so on. Yeah,
1: that even though it looks like that, somehow people just love yeah. you for wearing it. Like, you look so silly, but everyone who glances upon you is like, I really like you.
0: But, yeah, I, in short...
2: Sorry, go on. I was just going to say, I think because because of the way Clavicus Vile is all about pacts and deals, he's naturally going to have the most interesting artifacts, in my opinion. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. I, I can vibe with that for sure. And on that note, I do like, even though in Daggerfall, it doesn't have that same kind of horned vibes, I do like how Daggerfall Daedric artifacts, they put this like opal effect mm. onto everything, for lack of better words. Like if you look at Spellbreaker, for example, it looks just like a shield with giant like like opal. You know that rainbow shiny kind of stone look? Mm. Yeah, I really like that. I think it's super cool. All right, let's kick. All right. Next, we have Mehrun's razor. What did you
0: two think of that? Yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I kind the, of glossed over it. In the, there, there's some cool lines about it. Um, but it is just like, you know... we. Well, I hope it's a line because you, you mentioned this yesterday, Uncle, that they're the cutting... Was it, was it cutting into... It could cut into... You explain. No,
1: okay, so I- I'll yeah. explain it because there's not a lot of solid lore on it. So I'll just... The idea is that, theoretically, Maroon's Razor isn't just an instant kill dagger, which is cool in itself. Like, it looks cool. It can has a chance to kill anything instantly. And it's, like, kind of, you know, the Dark Brotherhood would really love this dagger too. But there's this idea, like, a metaphysical idea that it can, like, tear through barriers almost and let like, you go to places mm. and, like... I've even heard this idea thrown around that it can sever, like, cosmic bonds and, like, yeah. kind of, like, godly oaths and stuff. And it's, you know, it's all like this, but I find that super, super cool. Yeah, no. It, like, I find that really, really interesting. interesting. And for that reason, I've actually got it in my top 10. Right. I
0: yeah. mean, I, I could could be convinced of it, um, but, <laughs>
1: like I said, I, I, <laughs> I have the Mask of Clavicus Vile as well. Mm um ranked number 6 but i think i could put it up but i had mayruin's razor at 7 although now that i look at it i think i'd move it down under the ebony blade make it an 8
0: well let's so that's a contender so we've only knocked out like what ebony mail gold brand and mace of Merlag baal it's all right we we'll knock out a bunch in a row shortly yeah. well mysterium Xarxes, right is the next one uh next
1: is the mysterium so that was in Xarxes. the maybe pile no, no. These are all top okay, ten potential. Right, cool. It's like a separate pile. Yeah. So, no, you take go. it away. Come on, Mysteriums Arcys. Tell us all about it.
2: So that was it, that was at my number six when I was when okay. I was theorizing this. But then I was looking at it again this morning and just going over it all, and I'm like, actually, it's my number one. <laughs> I have
1: those moments as well, hey, like okay. it just depends on your mood. Like
2: um I'll I'll let Scott talk about it first
1: cuz I'll probably fawn over it for a little bit, but I, I mean did... it's
2: one of those things where there's a sentence the desert of, of written in the desert yeah. of rust and wounds that might be my favorite mm. sentence from Elder Scrolls Law, just period. Mm. But yeah. um I'll talk more about it in a sec.
0: It's a really really good um piece. I didn't even have it in my top 10, but the reason because is because when I was looking um at it I like a lot, and I guess I guess this counts. So I don't know where to what to do with it, but like the Mythic Dawn commentaries and everything, and the Mythic Dawn itself, and everything that sort of spawns from the book is what I I find interesting. Less so, like the outside of that line, like that that line is really cool, but then the book is just like this powerful book of crazy. Um, you know, knowledge or whatever. And I do also like that, that like Martin Septum has to be like super careful reading it and only his eyes because he's had some like Daedric experience before. Um, I could definitely... But that's, that's no
1: different to the Black Books or the Ogma Infinium though. He'd be reading them super duper carefully too. Yeah. So to me, it's kind of just like, Goes in the same thing as the Ogma Infinium, except it has that extra cool sentence. So well, it looks the same in Oblivion. Actually, when you open the Ogma Infinium, it just has the Mysterium Zarksi's pages in it because I think they got yeah. lazy with the design. So to
2: me, there's a few things that sets it apart from all the other books on this list. But I mean, first, like I really like how Mankar Cameron describes it as. It's, he says each word is razor fed and secret, thinner than cataclysms, tarnished like red drink when describing mm. reading mm. from it, which is really cool and it has a violent corrupting influence. But I think what's a, like most special about it, given that Maroon's Dagon is the kind of the prince of change and revolution, is that it inspired the Oblivion Crisis, you know, and, and it was used to create Gyra Lata, that's another thing. But um simply the fact that it inspired potentially well, I'd say, yeah, the biggest chaotic event in the whole of, you know, in Tamriel's recent history at least. Um, that you got to give credit to the Mysterium Xarxes for that.
0: I mean, I could definitely agree to put it on I'm, a top 10. I'm vibing 10, it. Um, I'm vibing it. But uh, like, like I said, I don't have many in the top 10 that I'm actually like super like yeah, <laughs> set on. Yeah, that,
1: that tends to happen. I'm sure people in the audience will agree. And you can tell us in the comments, do you find that when you make a list of a top 10, for example, that the bottom five, you end up just being like, oh, I could just switch these out with anything depending on my mood. I mean, for me, it can even be the top five sometimes. Yeah Like the second we did our ranking the gods podcast I went away And then I just thought for 10 minutes And everything changed Suddenly I ranked Akatosh way higher So like It it all just depends on how you feel at the time Yeah But anyway we'll move on from the Mysterium Xarxes And we will talk about Let me have a look here Ogma Infinium Yes the Ogma Infinium, which we no, we already talked yeah, about. Yeah, I, that. I mean, not, unless there's anything more to not... say, I
0: feel like that was pretty covered. So, did you guys have it in your top 10 though? No. No, I didn't either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Ring of Khajiit. So, that's
2: another ring that's kind of. It's a bit, you know, it's whatever, but it has a, a decent story with uh, Rajin, the, you know, the burglar Khajiit. Um And that's a cool story stealing off uh, Mafala's arm. Um, But other than that, there's not a great deal that's that special to me about it. Yeah, same.
1: Mm. Yeah, same as me. It's basically just an invisibility thief ring. Mm. Turns you invisible, makes you fast and agile and stuff like that. It's cool. They're all cool. That's the thing. But yeah, definitely not top 10 potential. Then we have Sanguine Rose or Sanguine's Rose, as I tend to call it, which is, as the name suggests, Sanguine's Artifact. Now, obviously, a staff that's a giant rose is really cool, Mm. but I think that it just summoning kind of like Daedra to help you is nothing special. It's nothing that you can't achieve with conjuration magic, Mm. whereas other artifacts are specifically unique.
2: So you hit the nail on the head with that for me because I had it in my top 10, um, but my problem with it is game mechanics. I think having it just be a tool to summon Dramora or Daedra in general is... So boring, considering its potential. Like, I love the idea that it's a rose, you know, whether a literal rose or like a wooden uh, staff, um and the idea that it wilts with usage. It's very much like Sanguine mm. and his um hedonistic nature. You know, the idea is that you know uh. you you get what you want, and then you realize, oh, you know, instant gratification. It's like it 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 comes back to bite you in the ass. And Sanguine's rose is perfect for that, <clears throat> except for the fact that I think it should kind of give you what you desire rather than just giving you a Dramora. If it did that, it would be like mm. right in my top top three or four. But the fact it yeah. just summons Dramora in all the games, it's like, nah. Uh.
1: I agree. I, me too. I think it has so much potential. And I mean, we all remember the Oblivion quest where you go into the the Countess's party mm. in win and use a spell to make them lose their clothes. Mm. It's just a prank. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah i like the idea that it wilts and that the petals actually like fall off until you've used it up and then sanguine kind of reclaims it i'm assuming grows it again Mm -hmm. and like that that's all super cool but yeah just because of the actual applications that we've seen so far it didn't make the cut for me yeah fair fair next up is scourge which is a a mace which drew i'm sure you're fond of because it's said to be forged by Malakath. Um, and honestly, at first I thought, hmm, there's nothing that interesting about Scourge, right? Um, well, actually, it's forged from sacred ebony in the fires of Fickle Dire, which associated sounds cool. With <laughs> yeah, it does. Now, the reason why I I think it's just because it wasn't in Skyrim, so it's like it's not as memorable because it was in Morrowind. But what it does is it banishes Daedra that you hit with it, right? But it can also conjure Daedra such as Dramor and Scamp. So to me, it's just like the Mace of Molag Bao and Sanguine's Rose combined. It can do everything. Um, why would you rank it lower than either of those two? You know what mm. I mean? I had that in my top but, 10. I, I kind of, yeah. I like the idea. Well, it's very, it's very
2: low in the top 10. And by low, I mean nine or 10. Um, I, nine. I like that it's called Defender of the Friendless. And, you know, it kind of, mm-hmm. it does sum up Malakaf pretty well. That, you know, it's, it's like the Bane of Daedra. Um, even though he's a Daedric Prince So it's kind of like It's cool It's, it's kind of a little bit of Trinimac left in him almost um, That's coming through in that artifact But I wasn't too mm-hmm. fond of it Not enough to put it way up there
0: Yeah I didn't even rank it But I, I mean it could be <laughs> It could I could be convinced of it Like there's cool stuff about it Sounds cool But like Yeah I don't think so it needs I'll, to be I'll, on
1: there I'm gonna get rid of that Are we gonna Are we all in agreement to get rid of Sanguine's Rose from the top yeah. 10? Yes yeah yeah cool and the ebony Mail as well yeah. and the Ogmer Infinium and the gold, gold brand so I'm just actually deleting them now okay um we move on to a really cool one the skeleton key
0: I had it in there I had it actually as I had it as top three though that could even move around a little bit but like I just think like the the classic I, I really liked what Skyrim did to it because before it was just like a lock pick that like, a, like basically like a key that can open any lock but I really liked how they expanded that idea more to the metaphysical kind of ideas that it could like unlock, you know, like like how it was work. Unlock your potential. Yeah, like things like that. It's just, I think it's interesting. But then again, I feel like now that I'm actually speaking back, like maybe there's even like, it could be go lower because there's actually not heaps on it. I think it's just actually a really powerful artifact. But mm. I don't know, what do you guys For think? sure. So,
2: I mean, I put it on there as well. But um, I and correct me if I'm wrong, but I was reading this before, and I feel like this is um, this is all pretty viable. But they, it kind of ties in in a cool way to the Kajiti pantheon because the idea is that Azura, um, created the mm-hmm. Khajiit um, and protected them with this lunar lattice. And the idea is that Nocturnal actually stole it from Azura, and uh, so when it says that the key can open, I don't know the exact mm-hmm. words, but your potential, and then other, you know. Uh, Michael, you might be able to find the specific thing it says, but it can unlock, in you know, almost interdimensional things. So the way I interpret mm. that is potentially it's a way to bypass the lunar Lattice and kind of break through the barrier between um, Mundus and Oblivion.
0: That's, that's a really cool connection. Yeah. I yeah. Like that, that that is super cool. Well, that, the spot. for that reason.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got skeleton key as number three. Yeah, same. I, I think it's yeah. I think the skeleton key is super cool. If you look at the aesthetic of the skeleton key in Daggerfall it looks really cool again they like to do this rainbow kind of design on mm. it but the way that the end of the key is shaped i can almost imagine it's a computer part and then you know how you can get into like all those like crazy older scrolls theories yeah, like, like the morrowind one get, especially like, like technological and stuff um you look at the the actual Daggerfall one it just looks like it should be inside my PC that I'm looking at now. <laughs> it should like, just be on the side there.
0: The Morrowind one really does remind me of something like where you like stab it in like a tech kind of looking thing. Like if you were, if you were to say that that is just like a little like you know it's in Cyberpunk 2077 and that's the lockpick thing like all like like an electrical one you plug it in press a button. Yeah. Goes, or what? What they call them? Night they- Republic. Again, uh, it's not com- oh, computer. It's spikes aren't they? Just called spikes. Computer spikes. On. I actually don't remember, so I don't want to confirm. Anyway, that. but it's that kind of vibe looking thing.
1: Yeah, I, I I like it. So there's this idea that the skeleton key can kind of like, you know, help you unlock not just doors and stuff, but internal potential. So like if you're a mage, you can become super powerful mage. Or, you know, if you're a warrior, you can become a grandmaster. But the the problem with it is, is it's kind of like only usable if you're that one in a million type person who knows how to actually harness the power in it like for most people you're just going to use it to open doors and chests and you know what yeah. i mean you're not going to like slip into the ethereum crux and like you know go to lig like Mencar cameron did and like you know make yourself dragonborn or something like that like it's kind of like the limits of the skeleton key are only is um only limited to your imagination in a way mm. but I don't think most people would do very interesting things with it because it relies on them having kind of other knowledge and other powers and stuff. Yeah. But um, anyway, let's talk about the next one on the list, which is the Skull of Corruption. What do you two think?
0: It's pretty mad looking stuff, but... Again, I feel like it's actual game. Oblivion's was better, but like it's actual game application. Like I, I get like Steel Dreams and stuff to power it. It's kind of a cool function, but it's actually really weak as well mm. in the actual game, which doesn't necessarily I, I d- have to affect it.
1: But. Mm. I, I do like that you can create a clone of whoever it's cast upon, at least in previous, mm. previous games, like in Oblivion. And it's not like some ghostly ethereal looking clone. It actually is like a full-on like clone clone you know like and and it attacks that person and there's also that cool story which they say is probably fiction but um basically like a thieves guild master like the master used the skull on her enemy creating a clone and then after defeating the original, the duplicates snatched the skull and used it on the master. And then there were, like, two Thieves Guild masters ruling the Thieves Guild together. Right. <laughs> it's, it's just a silly little story. Yeah, I like that story. That that made me like it a lot more.
2: Because, yeah, it, yeah. It, apart from being visually really cool, it didn't really jump out to me until that story. So, I don't really mind if it's on top 10, but I do like it. For me, it's not. Yeah. Was it in your top 10? No, it didn't actually get there, but I was yeah, tossing it same. up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, same. What about the Spear of Bitter Mercy? Yeah,
0: I had it number five. I knew you'd have hey. it high. yeah All right. I mean, I, I really, in general, I'm a sucker for spears. I really like spears. I think they're just underused in general. And I like, I don't know. I kind of like how it almost has like staff-like properties in that it like can summon this storm truck kind of thing. But I was looking at it and um, I wasn't like super sure. But then I started reading more about it. i was reminded the whole the whole thane ice story of how it how it came to be i really really liked mm. i'll try and find i'll go get the um actual book that has it or maybe i'll just yeah. I'll, 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 i could just read the wiki well, it was just easy enough to do that but uh, Lord, there's a nord hunter named thane icehammer who in the mid-late 5th century of the first era, unknowingly killed several creatures during a hunting trip to Yorgrim River Basin. I'm pretty sure this is all in Solstheim. Um, Angered by the death of his kin, Hercene thrust his spear of bitter mercy into Icehammer's side, where the tip broke off and remained lodged inside him. Thane returned wounded to his home cragwallow, but slowly the magic of Hercene's spear corrupted his mind, eventually resulting in him him becoming mad and ultimately causing him to murder an acolyte of Kine in a fit of rage. Matron Icehammer was appalled by her husband's actions and ordered the gods to subdue the Thane and basically gets put in this big ancient burial ruin where he's sealed alive for punishment but I just kind of like I don't know it, I, I, I vibe with that story plus I also like the idea that it, it's built um forged by Maron's Dagon but it's also sort of by that associated with Meron's Dagon but also has been associated with her and Sheogorath as well like that it's kind of like gotten around or there might even be multiples as yeah um I said, but um, yeah, and then obviously it's got its uh, its usefulness in the Battle Spire, uh storyline. But yeah, I don't know. What do you? What did, did you, you guys did
1: you think? rank it, Drew?
2: I and I ended up not ranking it purely because there was a different artifact of her scenes that I
0: prioritized. So, a different, but yeah, oh, okay. yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I. I like i said like pretty much anything outside of my top three or five like i really liked it but i can understand how it might not fit just to clarify that wasn't Solstheim, slime it was east march but still yeah. yeah yeah
1: cool uh next we have spellbreaker which i think is really cool perryite claims this artifact but like volendrong it's um dwarven in design like the dwemer made it yeah um and it's a shield that can kind of act like a um like a magical ward but not just in the literal skyrim sense of like stopping a spell from hitting you but also in the sense that it can kind of like dispel curses and silence a mage about to cast a spell
0: yeah um i i had it in a number nine or something for it and the yeah. reason i did rank it more because i like obviously aesthetically and all of its like actual functions um but i liked the purpose for why it is this magical like sucking up shield or, or defending shield kind of thing is because um the king of clan Rauken when when they were when clan rorkin was crossing over into hammerfell um they came across Chalador, the ancient um the ancient nordic famed wizard who you know made Shalador's maze and all that and he single-handedly fought a bunch of them but that's why the king got them to to build spellbreakers so to like fight the spells of shallador like well to defend themselves against it i just i just like that sort of that's why i made it onto the list for me cool what did you think drew
2: yeah i i had it in there uh, i was i was actually tossing up between that and volundrung you know kind of part of the rorkan story
1: but um i like both of them yeah yeah tell us about saviour's hide
2: oh yeah so i guess we we mentioned saviour's hide but I, I was probably in a realm of oblivion on my own <laughs> at that point <laughs> but I, I actually i actually put saviour's hide in my top 10 I, i'm a big fan of yeah. it like um there's a few origin stories for it but i really like the idea that there was a, a mortal in the in her hunting grounds who probably you know like like anyone who's trapped there would just become prey except he managed to escape and you know because her scene like what i really like about that prince is that he's like he's magnanimous in defeat and he respects the competition so the ultimate respect to this um this guy who escaped was to peel off his own hide and give it to him as a gift and that's why Mm -hmm. for me that's one of the coolest stories about
0: the origins of a of an artifact i vibe it I, I could i could vibe it as a, i could be convinced well, we'll go i think it's cool but i'll write it down as like
1: extra potential but for me it's still just like it's not one of my musts so that's fine yeah, okay i think
0: we're All nearly right. at the end of the list too so we'll...
1: and it and it was sorry i was gonna say it was used with the i think i said it before the battle spire thing with dagon which was cool to like protect you but anyway so after that what did we just finish off Spell with Bre- spellbreaker We have the staff of Sheogorath, which for me was an instant no, Mm. but it's like worth bringing up because it's interesting and it can kind of like, what, freeze time and like...
0: There's cool stuff about it, but it's his staff that he can use to sort of control the realm and do his thing. It's just Sheogorath's staff and you become Sheogorath in Shivering Isles. So you sort of remake the staff, Mm. like, or kind of like a new one and you have the eye in it and it's cool. It's like, it's fitting, but it's, yeah, nothing...
2: It's just an extension
0: of him, really. Yeah. 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 All
1: right. Now, now we're coming out with a hard hitter. All yeah. right. This one's going to rank high. Potentially number one. Everyone is Umbra. Yeah, it's my number one. Yeah. So,
0: is it Drew's as well? It's number three. Oh, okay. Three. Right. Okay.
1: Okay. For me, what did I? What did I have? Oh, I had a number one. I, I, I think w-
2: when it came down to Umbra, the the yeah. Xarxes and the mask, I was very much like
0: any of these can be a winner for me. Right. Um, I was really. Mm
2: because yeah Umbra's story is amazing as well so
0: that that's the biggest Mm -hmm. thing and once again like i was sort of saying about like things that appeal to me in daedric artifacts are the sort of like um, deal with the devil or corrupting influence or things like that and the the idea that umbra literally corrupts you to where you start identifying with the sword and start becoming a, a character called umbra like you consider yourself umbra and it's interesting that it is by default, Umbra gets a little bit of a leg up because it's almost a character in itself. Because um, So there's this witch called uh, Nainra Wea or something like that. Um, and she was um, asked by Clavicus Vile to, to make this sword so that this sword can be used to um, kill, uh, kill people and send souls to Clavicus Vile's realm. But she asked, she she needed a little bit of extra juice for it to stabilize this sword. So Clavicus Vile gave a bit of piece of his own power to give to the sword, which sort of like gave it its own kind of identity and, and separated it in the same way that kind of like to think about it would be how like Clavicus Vile and Barbas are kind of like separate entities of the same thing, if that makes sense. Like, um, but anyway, so, and, and then that sword... Um, you know, goes on and, and starts kind of like embodying people. I also like that uh, Nainra Waya could be, has been speculated to be Sheogorath in disguise to mm. like screw him over. But um, yeah, that whole corrupting influence of the sword. Then there's also the whole Umbriel thing The uh, later on when he actually ends up Separating from the sword, like because there's a being within the sword, like Umbra is within the sword, you know what I mean? So,
1: yeah, like it kind of takes on a life of its own and mm. escapes and cuts away some of the prince's power for itself. And And then, like black
0: crystal obsidian looking sword, like it just looks sick.
1: I'm pretty sure it even takes on the form of like a dark being in the shape of a man, but but with eyes like holes into nothing. I think is like one of the quotes, which is super cool, yeah.
0: Um. But yeah, I, for me, I think Clavicus Files has got some of the best artifacts. Earlier, Drew, when you said Clavicus File, that's why I thought you'd have, I'd have, yeah. you'd have Umbra as one as well. But yeah, yeah, they're all interchangeable. So cool. It's just such a cool story. Um, so I think, I mean, I think
2: we can lock Umbra in at number one.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I, okay, we've got two more to like just rule out, which I don't think anyone will have in their top ten. Uh, Volandrong. It's got I a kind nice of little considered story. It. Yeah,
2: the story yeah, about yeah, um the Rorken chief, you know, when when separating from the clans in Morrowind or Resdane at the time just launched the hammer and wherever it landed is where they'd settle. And that's, you know, that's why it's called Volenfell, Hammerfell. It's named after the mm. artifact which is a cool story.
1: Yeah, it's one one strong dwarf to throw <laughs> it that far, eh? <laughs> you know, it's super cool. And I like actually, I think I prefer it's designed to be um dwarven i like when you look at the art for it in a Are- in arena it kind of almost looks like it belongs in the hands of a space marine from yeah <laughs> like an ultramarine from 40k but as time went on it became more corrupted looking uh and way more daedric like mm. malakath has just influenced it that much and it's just yeah it's cool but the powers of it aren't like super interesting you know yep. yeah so we'll move on to the final one, which I think Scott
0: has at number one, which is Wa. It'd be a better joke if I already hadn't already said Umbra but but um, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> so what, why Contrary like and annoy everyone. I know hate I, I, I just it. he hates it's the same it. he It's the it. same thing. I think everyone loves it just because it's crazy and wacky, but I just for that same reason to me, it's boring. It's like typical crazy and wacky if you mean like it's not actually like a inventive interesting example of how it's crazy and weird it's just sort of like whatever goes it's basically a meme machine and you know i like memes like everyone else but i'm not going to rank it as top 10 but but scott but scott the staff's victims that are
1: turned into animals and are cooked after the fact become meat known as wabba jerky which has created debates on whether eating it would be considered Cannibalism. cannibalism I want that absurdly <laughs> sweet power, Scott. Yeah, no. I think but, but the fork of her
2: is more interesting. I agree. Honestly. <laughs> I honestly agree, unironically. Hot take. But it is it's a cool it's a really cool looking staff and it's kind of just a you know, a shout out to Sher being yeah. whimsical and, and kind of yeah. a bit nutty.
1: I do like the look of it still. It is cool looking. It's just that I've seen it so much. Um and I also like that one of the random effects... Although I swear I've never seen it in Skyrim. It, I just know it's... One, it's so hard to get to happen. But is it decapitation? I think mm. you just
0: shoot someone so, with it and their head pops off. Yeah, it off. definitely happens. I even... One of my favorite ones actually is just the turning them into a pile of coins. Yeah. I think that's a...
1: Sounds like you're coming
0: around to <laughs> it. No, it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> you like it a little bit. I just bit. don't... <laughs> no, I, I...
1: Okay, so that's not on the list. and And... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm going to name some, and you two tell me if you have something else on your top ten that we didn't like rule out. Mm-hmm. Umbra, the Grey Call of Nocturnal, Skeleton Key, Black Books, Azura's Star, Mask of Clavicus Vile, Ebony Blade, Mayruin's Razor, Spellbreaker, Dawnbreaker, Saviour's Hide, Mysterium Zarksi's Spear of Bitter Mercy. Is there anything else anyone wants to? Include? I had
0: the Dejut Crescent as ten, but I could be. Okay. I could be convinced out of it easily or i could be convinced for it easily like obviously okay
1: what what about you drew is there anything else i forgot to mention there? no I've, everything i want in the top 10 is there pretty much okay okay so that leaves us with 14 things so we're gonna have to lose 4 well, well, we're all gonna have okay, to well, agree to
0: lose four let's tell talk- me why we shouldn't lose the black books I just think I really, really, it's, it's another that, you know, that corrupting influence kind of thing. I like that you're that hunger for knowledge that they're going after. But then I love the idea of um, the existential dread and esoteric kind of creepy knowledge that utterly consumes someone. Like I really like, and and it's also Mm. quotes in the black books that, that I like, but one of my favorite ones is the waking dreams, which was a point that I really mentioned in um, the most recent one it says the eyes once bleached by falling stars of utmost revelation will forever see the faint insight drawn by the overwhelming question as only the true inquiry shapes the uh, edge of thought the rest is vulgar fiction attempts to impose order on consensus mantlings of an uncaring godhead first and then it goes to continue on but i was actually talking about it there's a there's a quote uh, so for middle Dawn in, 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 uh, the first era, which was this big, you know, thousand year long sort of dragon break that was crazy different. Um, the only, uh, the only consensus on any event that actually happened was eight falling stars during that time of this dragon break. And I love like, and I was connecting that, um, to, uh, marco who in that time says that, in the middle dawn that's how he learnt his great mystery um and so if you connect that to the the once bleached by falling stars of utmost revelation your eyes so experiencing the middle dawn um and the utmost revelation being his learning the big great mystery the faint insight drawn by overwhelming question but um yeah and i like that i like the reference to to mantlings of kind of like how it's almost like futile that's not even the important thing like because the Godhead doesn't care kind of thing. Like, you know what I mean? It kind of throws that, like, kind of trivializes sort of the things of Talos and Septum and all the mantling. Y- you're
1: sounding like someone who's read the Black Books a bit too much, you know? <laughs> right. But I, think but- that's, I think you've, you've <laughs> sold it to me. Um, yeah. I, I think yeah, it's me top too. 10. But I would me say Mysterium Arxis needs to be
2: higher on the list.
0: Than, mean, I, than black books so long we'll, as that's we'll met see. i'm i'm happy because <laughs> but to, to further on that there, there are other someone other ones that are a little bit um some of them are like just a little bit you know poetic and nice like i like the city of ink seeds rose from the desert shining and decadent like just, just little lines and bits and pieces in there but ultimately okay. it's the whole lovecraftian sort of idea of this existential dread that this can give you that even when you think you kind of understand the metaphysics and stuff and you're like, yeah, you, it's kind of like trivializing the whole concepts of mantling and, and, and stuff. It's like, who cares? And the, the whole Godhead realization, like the idea that you could just go down this path and just become nuts. And also when this is a little bit of a, of a derivative story, but with Morian Zenas, who, who, um, goes nuts. He's his master conjuration mage and he goes nuts in the realm of Apocrypha. Um, slowly and then that his apprentice is communicating with him that he can't that he can't even understand morian zenas's language anymore his language is something else now he's he whispers in some un, just some random ass language that that they don't know about so i just like that whole theme of forbidden knowledge really i guess and i think the black books personify it, and they look cool these big black books that with a mist that comes off them and
1: You've just written a black books video. This is so unfair. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's, he's still got the high. If I've you master heard. the black books, you can speak I've a randomly language. I've actually lost audio. Hold on.
2: He's lost audio. Rip. Rip. Well, we continue without him.
0: Fuck. <laughs> Hello? Hello <laughs> Okay cool you I lost audio it. there So you, do, right. you were
2: so worried That we'd maybe be Against the black books so you're like Not pulling out All my headphones <laughs> Ripping out my
1: computer So your headphones Are yeah, good. Yeah. You'll have to invest In some new yeah, ones Yeah I
0: will Um
1: Um Yeah I'm sold on the black books Um yeah okay i'm just trying to think what can we easily eliminate well, what is i was it, is everyone happy to like what are your thoughts on getting rid of things like Dawnbreaker, Spellbreaker? spell
0: what i was going to say is like daedric crescent is one that i've got at number 10 and i've got it there and i could be easily changed so yeah. and none of us have yeah, it, yeah. So, so you could let's get rid of the daedric that one um
1: do you two think that Saviour's hide is what well, what did you rank it drew i had it eight so that that's one that I'm also willing to.
2: Drop. What was your ten? What's what's your ten, Drew? Um, I mean, my ten is some of it has kind of changed because like I, had, as a joke, I had Webberjack at ten. So I feel <laughs> right, like um, right. there's only like five or six I'm gonna go to bat for here. So and so what, what is kind of, of like your ten? Um, like, like so, uh, Zarksi's at number one. Mask at number two. Umbra, Grey Cow, Skeleton Key. I had Sanguine Rose in there. Um, Saviors' Hide scourge Volandrum, stuff like that so right. so most okay, of them Scott, what's ditching. your nine
0: my nine is spellbreaker
1: and my nine is spellbreaker as well but i don't i can't admit Saviour's hide being cooler than it eh you you can't
0: Xavier's hide sounds like it has a cooler story i i, I personally
2: think Saviour's hide is more interesting
0: but... but spellbreaker should be on the list i think still because it has a cool story plus the shield itself is really unique and cool Maybe... Where's
1: Dawnbreaker for you?
0: I had it at eight. Hmm. 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 I mean, I could even get... I, I could toss that aside, man. <laughs> I mean, I... How about we get rid of the black books, guys? No. No. <laughs>
2: Good idea, right? Just read I, Lovecraft. You don't even need to bop with a black
1: book. See, now, I, I'll i give... I'll throw you to a bone because I know you're going to jump on it. Um, I
0: have Azura's star at five. I could toss... Azura star and I know you entirely. two don't like it I don't it. dislike it It's just I don't think it's I think like everything else I've Looking at like they were looking I at. just
1: think Azura's star Is better than um, Savior's hide Okay, here's an idea, you two I have a feeling That our lists are a little bit too different And that we're never going to get a top 10 How would you feel about agreeing on a top 5? Yeah, well, I, th- I think that's a good idea Yeah and then we can try to agree on, a like, a top six, a yeah. top seven, a top... And then, yeah. Because that's when you'll see where it falls apart. So, Umbra's number one. Yeah, I've got Agreed. Umbra at number
0: yeah. one, yeah. I've got Mask okay. Clavicus file 2. And you had that, Drew?
1: I had it,
2: um, yeah, too. So, I've, I think... I'm, I'm happy to put that
1: in, too. I had the m- Mask as, like, number five-ish. It was in the middle I actually thought me. you would
2: pick but the Mask then. over now I.
1: Uh, i like the story okay uh, look i can put mask in top three at least do you guys think the skeleton key or the gray cow is cooler than the mask of clavicus vile no but no. I, I do think the i, gray have, a, cow's I have a feeling i have a feeling we're not going to agree on anything okay okay do you think that the mask is top five everyone sorry the the cow yeah I would I would put it next.
0: I'm not even Me necessarily too. convinced on it at the top 5, oh but I had I had <laughs> it I had it at 6, like it could it could be. I could easily Like I know obviously like if you were trying to eliminate ones, like I know you guys don't like Spear of bitter mercy as much, like that could go. Well, how about we put you know. Mysterium's Arcse at number 3 then? <laughs> the only reason the Mysterium's Arcse is the same thing is it's it's just it's the book itself. It's, but the is, the thing is
2: it's what the book inspires. It's a manifesto. Yeah. That's the whole point, you know, is what it causes, not necessarily just what it is. It's not yeah. just, um, mm. Stagon just sitting there with his several hands, just pondering mm-hmm. what to write in his memoirs. It's, it's a bit more than that. I so mean, I've, I could hmm. even,
0: I could even budge skeleton key, like thinking about it, like it's cool applications though. What you did say with the connection, um, with, uh, the lunar lattice Azura. is cool. Um, but, what did you have skeleton key as
1: Drew? Uh, five.
0: Let's put skeleton key at five then. Sure. I can. I can. So, so Umbra one, mask of clavicus vile two, and then what, oh. what? What's three and four? Because black books I'm is one gonna, of them.
1: <laughs> I'm just gonna have to concede so the podcast doesn't go forever. I think grey cow should go above skeleton key. Personally. Yeah, okay. What did I? I put yeah. I put that as well. Okay. So we, we just it, need we one put,
2: spot to fill. You know, where I would put the Xarxes in there. Um, I think the Xarxes is more interesting than the Black Books. Um, is there any other artifact that deserves to be in top five? Like, would you put Spellbreaker or Dawnbreaker in there? I'd... No. Yeah, so I guess it's it kind of comes down to those two, unless there's something I'm forgetting.
1: Yeah, this kind of is my top five, except that I had the Black Books instead of Mysterium Xarxes, so...
2: I mean look I can concede but I re- I really do think the Mysteriums axis is a lot cooler not, than the black. Yeah books. look
1: I, I think everyone we can all agree that no matter what list we end up making it's not going to be a genuine list of any
0: of ours because as yeah, we based on we all have compromise and that's what that's what makes it fun. Yeah. Just pick your choice that, of
2: book what, to go in the top 5. Oh that's a lot of pressure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to have to put the black book, yeah. sorry man I'll do
0: the same, just because there's actually For starters, we can actually read some of the black books like but the is, that a, is... is that a good thing? <laughs> no, it's like... Yeah,
1: like that's interesting um, Yeah
2: Okay um, I mean, okay. I mean, there is a translation of the Mysterium's Arxes But it's it's Kirk yeah. Bride. Uh Okay But it is, well, I mean, look, he yeah. basically he, I'm sure he was a big part of conceptualizing the, the Mysterium's Arxes well, see, You I know, th- there are lines like... Um, as for the rest, the weak shall cast down, the mighty shall... Or oh, as for the rest, the weak shall cast shall be cast down, the mighty shall tremble. Um, yeah, okay. This is like, it's written like the uh, dead inside, do not open or whatever. So it's like, yeah. I'm reading different sentences together. But um, yeah, uh, there's there's some cool sentences in there. Look,
0: but I mean, look, I, I, I can see this. If it's not in the top five, it's definitely six.
1: but, okay, but uh, fine. Mysterium's Arx can be six.
0: Because it is cool. Like, if you do factor in all the Mythic Dawn commentaries, like, Mythic Dawn commentaries are, like, right up there in, like, favorite books. Okay. But it's... Would we say the Mysterium Xerxes is cooler than the Skeleton
1: Key? Did any of you two think I that? mean, I, I... To be honest, I kind of could be convinced of that. Like, I'm, I'm being convinced of that as well. Let's just chuck it in number five. I think that that's
0: a good that's okay so so, so, skeleton key six so what do you kind of got so umbra
2: sorry i've got to say this sentence from the mysterium xarxes in my first arm a storm my second the rush of plagued rain the third all the tinder of anu the fourth the very eyes of Padhom." it's like this is
1: it's so badass yeah okay okay so we've got umbra the mask of clavicus vile the black books the gray cowl of nocturnal the mysterium xarxes and the skeleton key yes as 6 I, I i feel like we have to have do you feel, f- after hearing the story the ebony blade in the top 10
0: i i mean i would put it in there but, okay. but like okay oh, so i i think we've got the first 6 pretty yeah, pretty yeah. pretty well sorted so um what what are we kind of what are the competitors for the last like 4 like ha- compet- <laughs> competing <laughs> competitors uh
1: we've got the um, So you two definitely would not have Azura's star I can I can concede Like okay,
2: okay. Honestly the rest I think you two should just put together Because there's, there's nothing else that I really want to defend All the good stuff is, what, is done What there. What
1: is the remaining? What are the remaining ones? Sa- Saviour's hide The spear of bitter mercy Dawnbreaker Spellbreaker Mehrun's razor Ebony
2: blade if we're gonna have a hercene artifact
0: just pick one of them oh uh, you you kind of hmm. hmm i don't know i just feel I like th- spirit of being mercy gets used a lot more on stuff and like in the, the battle size sto- battle spy story but also how it like belonged to one of the herns like one of the daedric hunters like Hearn the hunter hmm. like kind of thing They're literally just
1: what if we put what if we put in spellbreaker as number seven and then we can decide is Saviour's Hide or the Spear of Bitter Mercy cooler than Spellbreaker? No, put uh, Spellbreaker there. Yeah. yeah.
0: What do you think, Scott? I mean, if you were to ask me which one do I want, like, I'd probably take the Spear. Probably the, bro, the to Spear. I can, no, I can agree summonance. with you. There's a lot of history to yeah, it. Yeah, but also, like, even just the power, like, I like it. Like, it's got a magical shield on the Spear of Bitter Mercy and a Storm at Arc. I just kind of like it, sort of almost the Spear kind of. I don't know. I imagine the yep. Spear is like kind of like taming the Storm Antronaut kind of thing. Like it's sort of like a okay. hunter with his right, side. I, I don't know. The Spear of Bitter Mercy is at seven. And then we've got
1: Spellbreaker at eight. Um, unless you think Dawnbreaker. Oh, sorry. The Ebony Blade is cooler than Spellbreaker. 100%. <laughs> yeah.
0: Come on. Yeah, Come yeah, on. yeah, 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 yeah. We'll put Ebony Blade above Spellbreaker. At
1: eight. But you think the spear is cooler than the ebony blade? I think so too. I, I prefer so. spear to katanas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Drew, you love katanas. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm the biggest weeb. And then we have three left to put into not spot number 10 or above spellbreaker or ebony blade. Mehrun's razor, dawnbreaker, and savior's hide.
0: Mehrun's razor.
2: Um, I'd say I'd put, dawnbreaker I
0: would, next. I would put... Uh, I, don't, I think I'd put spellbreaker. Funnily enough, now I'm thinking about it. Like, I did have... Wait, Dawn. is Spellbreaker
2: not already in there? I'm, yeah, maybe. it is. It's nine. Yeah.
0: Spellbreaker's not. So, w- hold on. Which numbers... So we do, we're just,
2: just doing? doing ten now, right?
0: We're just doing yeah. ten.
1: All right. So, read me the whole list. <laughs> okay. Umbra, yeah. Mask of Clavicus File, Black Books, Grey Cowl of Nocturnal, Mysterium Xarxes, Skeleton Key, Spear of Bitter Mercy, Ebony Blade, Spellbreaker, and what? The Razor, the Breaker,
0: or the Hide? Uh, I'd probably rule out Hyde out of those two As it's got a cool story But if I actually think about it It is just like sort of like a I'm going to put Mayroon's Razor
1: I'm going to put Mayroon's Razor Because of the metaphysical potential Like Dawnbreaker is just a sword with light And Mayroon's Razor is just a dagger That kills things instantly But then Mayroon's Razor also has this Potential Potential
0: I think that's fair
1: I think that's fair Okay So we think is cooler
0: than Dawnbreaker Yes Hmm. Yeah, okay The list is complete I think that's a pretty good <laughs> list So give it, a, give it a final read The top 10 All right, consensus Alright, the final
1: top 10 And thank you to everyone who's watching the podcast I really want to hear your top 10s Or see your top 10s in the comments And follow
0: us on Twitter too I wonder how much flack will catch for not having Wabbajack even in there
1: Nah, I think people agree, man It's yeah. fun in-game
0: like, Shea Gorath you
1: know. is super cool but, uh, And Wabbajack's really fun All these artifacts are great It's just not like In terms of like cool lore, right? Surrounding it is not as, not as cool yeah. So we've got Umbra The Mask of Clavicus Vile The Black Books of Hermaeus Mora The Grey Cowl of Nocturnal The Mysterium Arxis The Skeleton Key Spear of Bitter Mercy The Ebony Blade Spellbreaker And Mayroon's Razor
0: yeah, there we go. I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh, happy with that. I'm list. content. Uh, I'm content. All, right. I, I, all well. I really cared about was Umber and Mask, Clever as well, <laughs> the top two. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I think they deserve yeah, so it. That's cool. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, thanks everyone for watching. As I said, social media links there in the description below. You can get our merch if you're interested in supporting the podcast and looking and looking awesome. And uh, I look forward to nerding, or we look forward to nerding out with you again very soon. Thanks so much, everyone.